Hi, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we are learning to feed on the Word of God, chapter by chapter. My name is Carlos, and let's get into John 11. First, briefly, John 20, 31 explicitly tells us that what is written in this book is for us to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing we would have life in his name. John 1.12 shows us that to believe is to receive. We should remember these two verses. And this chapter, John 11, is no exception. So we should receive more of Christ as life. In John 11, we have the last of a series of cases where Jesus, in principle, keeps turning death situations into life, as was illustrated in John 2 at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. Here in this chapter, death is turned to life very clearly. Lazarus is brought back to life. And it's really something to see how this happens in all the interactions with Jesus. But the striking point in this chapter is in verse 25, where Jesus, in conversation with Martha, tells her that resurrection is not merely an act or an event or a special power or even an amazing miracle. Resurrection is a person. I am the resurrection and the life. Wow. Resurrection is Jesus. Think about it. This is wonderfully mysterious. You and I might know about resurrection, but do we know resurrection himself? Something I find very enlightening in this chapter is to see what the frustrating factor or the opposing factor to Christ as life in this case. In the other chapters, it's often an external religious system motivated by religious jealousy, but in this chapter, the main obstacle to resurrection life, believe it or not, is man's opinions, even our religious opinions, which come from our learning or our past experience. Look again at how many times the opinions of those around the Lord interrupted the operation of resurrection even though, of course, they were not able to ultimately stop it. Even at the tomb, when Jesus is about to raise Lazarus and to call him out of the tomb, Martha points out that it's been four days. By now he smells. Almost implying, you sure you should do this? You know, sometimes this is what we're like. No matter how much we think we know or have experienced, we should set aside our opinions, biblical or otherwise, and just simply seek a fresh experience of Jesus as the resurrection. There is no replacement for this. I want to share something a little deeper related to the Christian life that I found to be very nourishing and supplying from this chapter. All believers know that we have a living God, and we appreciate this very much. Jesus was a living God-man who did so much for those around him, But let's consider for a moment Martha and Mary's words to the Lord about if he had been there, Lazarus would not have died. Like them, we often want a God of prevention, a living God who can do something for us. Certainly he's not a false God who can't hear us or answer our prayers, nor is he like some human philosophies that try to give us an enduring mindset to counter human suffering, like others might claim to have in their religion but he's living. He can actually save Lazarus from death, but here he deliberately does not. 
He did not act to prevent Lazarus' illness or even come to heal him when he was sick, but waited for him to die. For something to be resurrected, it has to die. It is one thing to know and experience the living God, and it is quite another thing to know and experience the God of resurrection. I think we are beginning to see some difference already, but there's another level. The living God can do something for us, and sometimes he does. But in the end, he is still himself, and you are still you, largely unchanged, impressed and thankful maybe, but unchanged. But the God of resurrection enters himself into the depths of our situation. He joins himself to us. He enters into death with us. And when we end, when we're depleted, when we've run out, then he begins, begins to supply resurrection life into us. And as this happens, we begin to know God as more than just a great God with awesome external acts, but we begin to know him as he really wants to be known in being joined to us, mingled with us, united with us. And the difficult death situation provides him a special opportunity to add himself as the resurrection life into us. This is the real thing. This is real progress and change. And in the course of our Christian life, we will experience this again and again. So what is resurrection at this level of meaning? It's more than just coming back to life. It's man being joined to God, united and mingled with God. It's man brought into God and being filled with God's life. But for this to happen, our abilities, our devices, and our intentions, good or bad, expressed often as our opinions, must be brought to their end, that we could be open to receive and live by this new life. So if you feel like you're done, you feel like you ran out, that is very good. Now you're in the right place to experience Jesus as resurrection life himself. Amazing. After our experience of resurrection, we're revived, enlivened, quickened inwardly. But verse 44 shows us that we still need others to loose us and let us go from the things that still might be on us and from things that still carry the smell or the stench of death. Sometimes we need this and other times we should be among those who loose others from their grave clothes not to criticize or judge them, but to serve them by releasing them so that we can all go on in resurrection unencumbered. This often happens when we gather together, and in my experience, often when someone speaks or when we sing together. This is a very sweet experience. I hope something here was able to feed you. Praise our dear Lord Jesus. Thanks again for tuning in, and let's continue eating and enjoying the written word of God, and the living word of God.